welcome back to the What the Fork Sunderland preview show. An impressive weekend win at Norwich was sadly followed up by a frustrating, if led by more incompetent refereeing defeat at home to Sheffield United. However, as we approach another home game at the stadium like this Saturday, we do have an opportunity to respond with three points, but that is not going to be easy at all. As we welcome a high-flying Luton Town to the stadium light for a Saturday 3pm kickoff, thankfully... For the lucky listeners, we have a returning guest in the shape of Dave Gregory from Luton Podcast, Owen the Town. Dave, uh, you are so good. We invited you twice due to fan requests. How are you doing? Are you all right? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Thank you very much for asking me back on. Uh, it's been, it was it was good last time. I had a good listen back. It was great. Yeah, nice. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, people listening said it was good as well, but we'll, we'll dig straight into it. As you said, off, off air, you're very good at the moment. So we'll start from the top. Whilst we lost 2-1 at Sheffield United, you obviously beat Inform Bristol City, who have been one of the better sides coming to the stadium in the last few weeks. So um, how was the performance? Well, the performance was uh, a really good start, actually. Four minutes in and we score a goal, but we were on top for all of the second half, first half, sorry. I mean, we should have had two, three, four goals easily. A couple of, I heard you say about your refereeing last night, a couple of refereeing examples that maybe could have been a bit better. But... Um, we were front-footed all the time. It's quick, and, it, and our home form has not been as good as our away form. And if it had been, we, we'd probably be top of the league, and that's no exaggeration. Um, but um, when you get an early goal, you want to get that second one just in case. And and you know, the game overall last night, I think we deserved to win. We was on top for most of it. I didn't really think Bristol City were that good at all uh, in the first half at all. I don't remember them having a shot on goal. Um, keeping the ball in the midfield. So we sort of dominated that area last night. Um, second half was a little bit different. Although I don't think, um, again, we were that troubled by, by I don't know, Cornick had a shot against us. I think that was their first shot on goal in the second half. But they had a bit more possession. And, it, and as always, as a 1-0, you get a bit nervy, don't you? You're always thinking, you know, we can't, we, we've, in the past, we've not seen that out. We've dropped too deep and we've not seen it out at this time. We saw it to the end, so great, great result for us. Excuse me, I've got a bit of a cough here. <laughs> yeah, a great result, but uh, a, a good team performance. And we said that at the weekend too. Um, you know, you go to Sheffield United and you play, and every member of your team is on it, and then you end up winning. It's even better. Uh, we're on a really good roll of form at the moment. We've lost one in ten. We since we lost to West Brom, the only team we've lost to is Burnley. Um, and it, it it absolutely kills me that we lost to West Brom because we were two 0 up as well, you know. So we're on a good roll of form. I know form has to change. I know form sometimes doesn't dictate how we're going to play at your place on Saturday. However, we're in a good vein of it, and a uh, uh, long way that continue. It's funny because obviously I looked at the the table before coming on, and I knew obviously you you were doing really well. But there's a lot of chat around maybe could Middlesbrough leapfrog Sheffield United and all this kind of stuff, and there was a bit of focus on our game because. We're obviously rivals with Borough and you had it, well, allegedly rivals. But you're fourth of top, six points behind second place. Is, is there a genuine belief you can make the automatics, let alone the playoffs? Well, that's a good question. Um, it would have been better if you guys had won last night. That would have been the first thing I'd have said. But um, um, I think realistically, keep 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 us under the radar. That, that Every pundit on the television saying, oh, Middlesbrough are chasing, Middlesbrough are chasing, but no one mentions Luton. Um, and we've had the little Luton syndrome for a long time. Our new manager comes in and says, get rid of that. We're not Little Luton anymore. We are Luton Town. Um, I think we've got every opportunity if we play well. 
Um, but obviously we've got to rely on other people to to muck up. But we've still got to play Blackburn. We've still got to play Millwall. We've still got to play um, those guys down the road from us who absolutely dicked us last time we was out. Um, and we've got some, you know, we've got some tough fixtures coming up. And I include Sunderland in that as well because I, you know, you're not going to roll over, are you? That you know, you're. I thought you guys were on a a bit of a roll anyway, trying to get to the Championship playoffs. I thought you could make it at one point, and maybe still can. Um, but can we make autos? It's a tough ask. Um, but why not? Why not? Yeah, there's only six points. And I think we've got to get the biggie out of the way. Obviously, last time we were on the podcast, we had a big long chat about Nathan Jones. And I asked if you'd worry that he'd go to a perceived bigger club like he did with Stoke last time. And oddly, I think it was like three weeks later. So we reconvened and went, oh, well, um, I don't think I really need to remind everyone of Nathan Jones, A, going to Southampton, then what happened then is waffle, for want of a better word, when he left. But but what was your thoughts on the entire situation, him leaving, and, and what happened when he was at Southampton? Because I'm sure you kept a close eye on it. Well, it's, again, when Nathan left the first time, everybody was really aggravated, as we discussed. And then he's come back, he's, he's done a really great good job for us. And then he leaves again, but he leaves in the correct way. The things that uh, quite peed me off when he went this time, was that uh, he was in charge for one more game at Stoke City where he shouldn't have been. And, you know, we, we played quite well that night, but we again, we lost 3-0. But you could tell the no one was really into it. When I say no one, I mean the fans and the manager weren't connecting. Um, but you, as a Luton Town fan, you can't diss him too much because he got us back to where we are. He kept us in the league. Um and why wouldn't you go to a Premier League club that's offering you three, four million pounds? Why wouldn't you do it? I would. As much as I support Luton, I'd go for four million. Um, when he got there, he was treated abysmally by the fans. I didn't give him a chance. And and you can look at the Premier League table now and you can just see that um you can see that it's not the manager's fault because they're still rock bottom. They're still not performing well. I genuinely think he could have done a job there, but they didn't give him the, the chance to do it. Um, he took one of our players away. He's not playing for Southampton at the moment. So it's a bit weird, isn't it? He was on the bench last night, I think. So <clears throat> what he has done by leaving has injected a kind of new passion for our team with our new manager because um, Rob Edwards has come in from Watford, of all places, and he is doing a sublime job. He, um, literally, we can't look any further than that. Uh, Nathan Jones, I think he was unlucky to get sacked. I think he should have given been given more time. People say that he's incompetent, out of his depth. Well, I don't think so. I just don't think they wanted him. The fans didn't want him. Look, I don't even know who they've got now. And that's how I look at Southampton. And, and they did they lose last night? I think they did. Um, rock bottom of the league. So as I've pointed out on Twitter a couple of times, if you follow my account, um, that uh, it, it isn't the managers that are crap. It's It's the team. The team needs to sort itself out. And you can manage, be the best manager in the world, but if your players are not playing as a team, you, you're not going to stay up, especially in that situation. I wish them well. I, you know, I don't mind if they stay up. don't mind if they go down. As long as we're passing, if they're coming down, I don't mind. <laughs> but Rob Edwards is absolute. Rob Edwards um, is an amazing manager. I think he's just that little bit of fresh air, the fresh, fresh approach that we needed. It's no uh, coincidence that our form has, got so much better since he's got here. So the, I, I think maybe the players were aware that Nathan was going, I don't know. But our formers 
Our, our game feels better to watch most of the time. Most of the time. Interesting with, with Nathan Jones because I think you're right in what you say. Like because you can only you only look from the outside, and he's never managed my club. He's managed yours twice. You know a lot more about him. Um, I think what really got a lot of traction was kind of his rants about having a Welsh wife and being a PE teacher and stuff. But I never, I felt like I never really saw that at Luton. Was that a a sign of just total disconnect between Southampton and the manager, or was he also like that at Luton as well? Uh, he had a reputation of um, saying things that you wouldn't expect a manager to say in some ways. I mean, the, the chest thumping of his badge and everything like we, we all caught onto that. And then, then he buggered off and then he came back and he started doing it again for a little bit and then stopped. So that side of him, you know, maybe he loves that as his ego. I don't know, but um, I don't remember him being very controversial at all at Luton town. I mean, he always spoke the team up. He, he's I think I said to you on the last podcast that he sells our club or he sold our club really well to people that want, he wanted to join. So when you had um, interest from two clubs or three clubs for a, a thing, they would come to us because Nathan Jones sold the dream. And and the dream at the moment is working, isn't it, at the moment? Mm -hmm. So I, I, I don't think he was like that, our club. I think he was liked. Not not the second time around by everybody, but he was liked. Um, I just think it's sad. He'll end up at another championship or a League One club to go, and he'll, he'll do the same again. Somebody. You talk about Rob Edwards and, and that is the future realistically, so don't touch on Nathan Jones too much. And I think you said obviously he came from Watford, but statistically, I think anyone that appoints in a manager is likely to appoint next to Watford manager with the rate they go through um, managers. <laughs> yeah, so um but he really has hit the ground running. Obviously, he came from, from Forest Green Rovers to 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 Watford. He's getting he didn't do too bad of a job at Watford from from the outside looking in. But he's gone to Luton and he's done a fantastic job. Um what is it that he's changed and, and what is it that he's kind of improved on that was already working quite well, shall we say? Well, that's a good, again, a good question. I, don't, I, I can't put my finger on everything. What I would say is that he's very likable. That's the first thing I would say. Very, very likable. He would have had, um, he would have had quite a lot of people going, well, we've got a Watford manager. We don't want him. We don't want him, you know, give being our manager. But immediately he comes in and he says, you know, you got to get rid of this little Luton thing or teams like Luton hashtag that we have on, on Twitter. And um, he, he's right because, you know, like you said earlier, people underestimate our club because a lot of the younger people only knew us from when we was in the conference. They don't know about our history. So he's come in and he's just saying, no, we're up there. We're fighting for this. We can do this. The, the style of play, it seems a lot higher on the press at the moment, a lot quicker, um, Away from home, we sit back a bit. We don't take as much possession, but when we do get it, we 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 can break quickly and you know score goals, which we've done. You know, since he's joined us, I think, like I say, I think we only lost twice. Um, he's he's, I think he knows his best team as well, if I'm honest. Uh, and we've we've recruited quite well in the January window. We recruited quite well, so um, yeah, it's it's difficult to say. It just feels happier. Is that the right way to play? He just feels like a, do you know, like, you know, when your team's doing well and you know, your team is fairly good. Um, they're not going to win every week. I get that when, you know, we know, we both know that Burnley have run away with this division. Um, but we'll give everybody a good game on a day. And uh, Rob Edwards just injects that little bit of extra passion. I think, I mean, last night um, when we'd won in the pouring rain, he celebrated, he celebrated in his own way. Uh, but the fans love that. They love how he is connected with us really quickly. 
he knows the rules. He, he knows how it is. And do you know what? His tactics are good. He makes substitutions at the right time. And we've got a good bench as well at the moment. So, you know, it's all looking good. And a couple of really, really standout players at the moment as well with um, Nakamba and uh, Doughty uh, and Colton Morris, obviously. And then I, then I look across and I think, oh, we've got Jordan Clark. He's, he's really on it this season. And then I think there's other people there and I'm, I'm looking and I'm going, actually, it must be a really hard job selecting your first team because we would all do it slightly differently. But Nakamba on there, Nakamba's made such a difference to our, our team. And last night, uh, Dowie and Morris, amazing. You know, it's great. It's great to see. Yeah, obviously you're playing really, really well. And I think it's funny you mentioned a few of those players. don't know how many people will remember, but I remember from doing League One preview shows, obviously Jordan Clark, Accrington, um, players came from there, all those sort of players. So it's like you, you, you're not exactly like spending massive, massive amounts of money to to make it work. But I think it's a really maybe too much of a simplistic question. But we'd obviously lost Alex Neal and brought in Tony Mowbray. Don't think anyone really wanted to lose Alex Neal. Probably the same for Luton. In some ways, Sunderland have benefited. Some people will disagree with me on that because the results haven't been great recently. I would say maybe he's been a bit hamstrung because of recruitment. But in essence, for Luton, you had the same thing that happened. Has Nathan Jones leaving accidentally benefited Luton? Ah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. In more ways than one. Um, firstly, the the new manager, like I said, is a breath of fresh air, and he literally is. Um, yeah, I think he's he's, he's going to be a good manager if he stays long enough. He'll be a great manager, and if he gets us to the Premier League, that'll be amazing. But uh, Nathan Jones going, we got compensated for that, so we got a couple of million, or I can't tell you how much, but it was millions. Uh, and then he came in and bought James Bree for millions. So have we, Have we? yeah, of course we have it. It's been great. So um, Nathan Govin, at the time, I just thought, oh, well, you know, at least it's a Premier League team for, for the next few weeks anyway. Um, but he wasn't given a fair shout at it. So I feel sorry for him for that. If he'd have given, I reckon if he'd still been there, he might have been turning that team around. But, you know, some prima donnas don't like that, do they? And fans don't like that either sometimes because we we all know how great our team is, even if we're not the manager. And I think that's it. We all can think, oh, we, we can do better than him. And, and we basically can't, uh, but we think we can. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely benefited us, 100% benefited us. And uh, I, I, hope he, I hope he gets back into football. I just hope he doesn't end up at the people down the road. And um, or if he does, then he has the same results that he had at Southampton and at Stoke, then I'll be happy. But, um, yeah, him him going inadvertently has really kicked us on. And like I said, since he's gone, I think leading up to him going, our form was not as strong as it is now. Um, yeah, so I'm going to say, yeah, the manager, the new manager coming in, Nathan going, the, the club itself is on on a, on a bit of a roll at the moment. We're going to, the new, the new stadium will happen. We will be in it maybe two, three years, but we'll still be in it. The, the new stadium is coming. And uh, if our current management team can take us there, then I think, you know, we, we can end up being like Brentford or Brighton or uh, and, and get a little bit of a run-up in the top league. And, and if you think about the Brentford model, um, they knocked on the door for about three seasons and then they got up through the playoffs. And uh, they stayed there. This would be their third season in the, in the Premier League. And I can't see why we can't do that. However, even if we go up for one year, then that's paying for our stadium. Simple. Yeah. 
I agree. Um, I think you know you look at the, the for clubs. I was going to say when I say clubs like Luton. Well, you can like, say that. I don't mind. I know you don't mean it. <laughs> clubs like Brentford, Brighton, Bournemouth to an extent, you know, there have to be models of how a team the size of Luton can do exactly the same sort of thing and and, and punch high at the level. And, and there, there is a possibility there. Um, frustratingly, there's looking at your form. It is good. I was just not been the best. Um, what scared me the most is something you alluded to a bit earlier, though. You've won five in the last eight on the road. Um, Great. Way better away from home. But but why are you so good away from home? I have no idea. Um, I just think um, we use our possession very, very well. Um, I would say, why are we so poor at home? That's what I would say. I can't understand. Do people come to Kenilworth Road and set up differently and, and think, well, it's going to be a tough place, so we'll do this. But at home maybe a, a sort of a way maybe the home team thinks well we're at home we should push on or we should be dominating games or whatever else because we all think that too don't we mm-hmm. and um i don't know that, that we get we just keep the ball well when we have it and we make good opportunities it doesn't matter i think we've we've won one nil for quite a few times away this season but i don't care because when you're there and you're winning it's great fun so you know sheffield united the other week uh, last saturday thought we were really, really good. Then you read that on their fans' forums, they're going, oh, Luke, we're rubbish. And we were rubbish. And thinking, well, you know, you won't get any satisfaction from saying things like that. But, uh, yeah, we, t- we take the game. Once we get hold of the ball, and um, you know, we've got a strong strike force. We've got a really good midfield. And we keep the ball well. And we just take our opportunities. Um, I don't know what we do differently at home. I was just looking down the list here. The last time we, we lost at home um, was Burnley. And I don't know how we lost that. Um, and we lost to West Brom when we were 2 0 up, and we lost 3 2. And uh, before that, Middles, the last game before that, we lost was Middlesbrough. So it's 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 weird, it's a weird thing to say. If our home form matched our away form, we'd be 100% first or second. I think our, our form at the moment is if you run the current form list, we're at the top, and it's really how, how did that happen? Uh, but you know. There'll be a time where we we come away, and I, I, for your sake, you're going to hope it's Saturday, but I hope it isn't, um, where we're going to have an abysmal performance or one that we can't start with. I think we've got to come to Sunderland thinking we can win because because we can, but it would be nice to not not lose. So I think for for our our progression, what we would want to do as a team, go up there and say, right, well, let's not lose. But we don't set up not to lose. We set up to win, but we don't want to lose. I think that's more important. And going into international break too, um, and then before the bigger game at home, if you don't mind me saying, to Watford, um, for us as fans, um, and then start again and, and win that one. So it would be nice not to lose. That's all I'm going to say about seeing you guys. But uh, I do believe every Luton fan will go up there full of confidence thinking we're on a decent run. This is no fake form. This is this is a this has been all season. If you remember from the playoffs last year, lots of people tipped Luton Town to be another Barnsley and get relegated. Mm-hmm. And uh out of the two clubs at Luton and Huddersfield, look where Huddersfield are. But we've improved every season since we've been in this league. And there's no reason why we can't put that up a little push on now. What we're seven points off of seventh. So, you know, there's a high probability that that, that might not be so tight at the top. There's high probability that we can uh, stay there, but also drop out. 
I'm hoping we push on, but we've got some tough fixtures coming up. And, you know, the next few, four, three or four will, will make or break our season. And I I'm think, hoping they make it. I think looking at, like, a club's fans and expectations, it's wild how much they can change. I only have to look at Sunderland for how things change for us this season and how they've maybe realigned themselves over the past few weeks with the injuries and stuff like that. Now, when we spoke before, you finished sixth, and I think at the time it was unexpected. Like, it was like, oh, Luton is sixth. Oh, well. Um this year, there was probably more of a, not an expectation, but a less hope that that could happen again. It was more like, well, that could quite easily happen. They're a good side, obviously. You're fourth, six points from top. I know hope is a big thing and the hope is to get into automax and there's no reason you can't. But what would fans be happy with this season? What is the sort of minimum expectation with where you're at at the moment? The minimum expectation, I think that varies between all fans. I think at the moment we've had such a good season, we'd be disappointed if we didn't at least make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, any, we all know anything can happen in the playoff scenario. Uh, if you get to the playoff final, then, you know, you've got 90 minutes to to push that into to ecstasy, really, I suppose. Uh, I think we're all quite realistic. If we get promoted... Are we going to be able to immediately challenge in the Premier League? No, not really, unless we spend a few quid and our club doesn't do that that much. I mean, our highest spend has been on Carlton Morris. Um, but yeah, realistically, we're hoping we stay in the playoffs and then you get a little prod. And, and we were all looking at results last night, was all looking at scores where they were coming in and we're 1-0 up and we're looking at Sunderland uh, winning and thinking, please hold that. And then you're looking at Reading and Blackburn, and you're thinking, you know, the, if these teams just get beat one more time, there's a chance. There's a chance. But then you've got to remember, we've got to win. So I'm looking for I'm looking for a playoff place. And if we finish fourth or fifth, I don't care, as long as we're up there. If we finish seventh, we've had a, I was saying to my, my colleagues last night that we have had two brilliant seasons, and every season in the championship has been fun. But I feel that we're we're there now and we're, we're there to stay. And I hope that doesn't come bite me on the backside. But I think we're there for for a long time. And, um, you know, this season is the first time we've beaten Queen's Park Rangers at, at their place for since the, for, for God knows how long, years and years and years. Um, things like that, double over them. And, and then you know, the disappointment of Watford and then everything from Watford on has been lovely. You know, nothing, nothing has worried us too much. And even against Burnley, we, we come away 1-0, just thought, wow, we did really, really well. So, yeah, I think we'd all be disappointed if we didn't make the playoffs. But if we didn't, then hopefully next season we start on a high and we push again. Um, and I just think the whole key to our success will be in the future uh, when you come to Power Court and you walk in, you and as a Sunderland fan, you go, well, it's a little stadium. Yeah, I know that. However... Um, it's going to be one that's going to be full every week and it's going to give us that next step as I see it. So fingers crossed for me, playoffs. Uh, and then if we have a tiny push at the second pot, I'll have that. But we've still got to play Middlesbrough too. So, you know, it's it's there for the take. It just depends how well Sheffield United go because it's in their own hands at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, six points doesn't sound much, but it is when you want a team to lose two and then you've got to take advantage. So... Sadly for us, a lot of things have to change for our playoff push to get back on course. And I mean, there's a number of reasons for it. And I, I won't bore the Sunderland fans with it. We all know the reasons that have gone against us this season. But probably my favourite part of every show is finding out what an opposition fan thinks of our team. 
Now, I think in essence, we've done better than we have. We When we went to Kenilworth Road, we were in that patch of having no strikers and then Ellis Sims came on at the end. We now still have no strikers, really. But but what did you make of Sunderland, A, when they came to Kenilworth Road, which plays in Preston? And what have you thought in general just about Sunderland's return to the, the Championship this season? Um, well, firstly, I'm going to be really honest with you. And I, if I look at Sunderland's players, and I have to say this out loud, and on the Sunderland podcast, I'm ashamed that <laughs> um, I don't really follow your players that that much when you come to to our place i thought it was quite uh an even game really wasn't it and mm-hmm. uh you know i thought when i and, and again this is going to sound quite weird when i say this i felt it felt like we were when we first came back up to the division we was up for anything and you know we had a strong game and you know disappointing for us that we didn't put it all to bed i suppose at the end of the day um I thought also that Sunderland started the season very well. I think I said that to you before. And, you know, you had that bit of a momentum from coming up from the lower league. Excuse me. And um, I felt that you might be the surprise package this season and maybe you still can be. You you don't know how it's going to progress. So I was thinking at this rate, you'll be in the playoffs and you might do a double jump. But um, I'll call it form has just dropped off a little bit, hasn't it? Um, I've, all, I've never disliked Sunderland. I, I think I said that to you before. I've never disliked Sunderland. And, and you know, I hope they do well. But have they got the opportunity this season? Have they got the squad big enough? They've definitely got the fan base big enough, haven't they? If if, if you're doing well, you'll fill the stadium. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I wasn't surprised by where you are. I mean, it's better to be where you are than down the bottom fighting for your life. And, you know, you're not that far off everything. You know, I can't remember how many points you've got. 50 something? 50 something? Uh, yeah, I can't. I could look it up, but, you know, that takes time, doesn't it? Uh, so <laughs> from where you are, from where you are, um, I think as an opposition supporter, I'd be going, well, I'd be wary of Sunderland because there'll come a time when you pick up and you will be better than that. And again, you know, if you, if you consolidate this season, then next season recruit well, you know, you, I would definitely think you'd be pushing for getting in that top six. That's what I think. But then you're still not away from the top six right now. So you shouldn't put that one away until, until it's mathematically impossible. Because uh, yeah. it's very tight on the top. So I've been impressed with Sunderland in the division. I have to say, don't really know your players, which is terrible. No, you know, do you know what though? It's like there'll be a few people thinking, you know, how not? Obviously, Ross Stewart's injured at the moment. Ella Sims has gone, who I mentioned previously. When it comes to a point of the players that we are signing, we are signing young, up and coming players that necessarily haven't had a history. So you know, it's not, it's not massively surprising to hear that if I'm completely honest. But nonetheless, I hope you know some of them after Saturday <laughs> um... I, I sincerely hope not if I'm honest I sincerely, I, what what I really really I, I say I'd love I'd love it if we come up there and we didn't lose and uh, you know I, you know it's every Luton fan every fan who goes away doesn't want to lose but uh, the form at the moment suggests that we can win but mm, the form's there to be stopped isn't it and yes uh, I don't sure. think, you know, if you, I don't know how well you played against Sheffield United the other day, but, um, you know, if you went 1 0 up and kept it, then it'd been a totally different game, I think. So you'll be up there thinking, and I, I mean, rightly so, the Sunderland fans think, well, we can beat Luton Town, and rightly so. 
but Luton fans will come up and go, well, I think we, we're in with a good crack here. If we don't concede early, we'll be all right. But fingers crossed for that for me. I think that one of the only predictions I've got right this season, just for final question, which is all predictions, and I've only got about three right this season, which is probably a record for me, to be fair. But I think it was the Luton away game. I think I said 1-1. So, yeah, I was right, wasn't I? That's right. That's for, annoying. I think it was the first one I got right, to be honest, Dave. Um, so I'll just pick a number out of my arse here. Uh, 2-2. 2-2. Well, that would be an amazing game, wouldn't it? Um, as long as we've got the, the last say in that and we, it feels like we've won for the journey home, I'll be happy with that. Um, I would I would like to say I would be happy with a draw, but if we can scrape a 1-0 win, I'll take it. And I'll take it in the scrappiest way. I don't care if we play really poorly. I don't care if we don't have any possession. I just, now it's about, if we really want to dream of the Premier League, it's about results and you just got to grind them out. So if we can keep you at bay, I'll take a 1-0. But, you know, 2-2, two, two, I, I think would be fair. And if it's 2-2, two, two, it'd be an exciting game to watch. Yeah, it's what we pay for, I guess, ultimately, isn't it? Um, Dave, obviously, I'm going to be coming on your podcast if anyone wants to listen to it and, and vice versa. Obviously, some good stuff with, with Mick Hartford, which we touched on previously on the, the last preview show for the people who didn't check in. But if we wanted to find, obviously... Me waffling on about our team. Where can we find your podcast? Our podcast is on YouTube, uh, Oh When the Town. It's on Spotify and all those other places where you can get your uh, music and things from. So Spotify, iTunes, and all those places. But uh, yeah, Oh When the Town, and uh, yeah, look at some of the videos on there. Are not just that, not just about you know the game. There's former players, and as you've rightly said, Mick, the Mick Harford podcast is worth a watch if you haven't watched it already because that man is an amazing guy. Uh, he's still fighting his prostate cancer and he is he's, he tells a football story like no other person. If you haven't watched it, if you haven't watched it, it's such a good watch. Perfect. Dave, thanks as always, mate. Appreciate it. You're welcome. I'll do it anytime you want.